Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Full Sport Press. Yo, who tell us we ain't gonna win, man? Really? He's a bozo. A fucking bozo. Really? Yeah, we did a lot for the wins. Came in a drop on the 10. Now we on top, top once again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to tighten the plan. Yeah, I got it right in the end. Ay. Now we on top, top once again. I don't want it if it ain't love. If it ain't get it away from me. Who you gon' jack if it ain't us? LABB to the bakery. Some niggas mad that I came up. I know my granny gon' pray for me. It was just us in the vacancy. We had to get it from A to B. Wheels never felt like this. Two seats in the hills, how feel righteous. Blue sheets for the mills. You are now listening to the Full Sport Press Podcast. Featuring hosts, Jay Hove, Chef, Wheezy, and Coach Locke. Please enjoy the show. Greetings and salutations. I would like to welcome everybody back. And some of you for the first time to the Full Sport Press Podcast. The premier sports podcast. For the consummate sports fan, and this is your one-stop shop for all sports-related news and topics. Before we get started, I am Jay Hove. It's your boy, Big Jeff. Weezy's out on assignment. Shout out to Weezy. Coach Lock back in the building. Say what's up, Cam? What's happening? What's happening? What's happening, fellas? How is everybody doing? We here, Coach. Yeah. Damn it's right. freaking weekend, baby. Yeah, <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. A chilly weekend. Old man went to his rear this ugly face, man. Episode 355. We're here to start our annual NBA Top 7 series, starting with the Senators, Jeff. FSP style. (laughs) Always FSP style. You better damn know it. And you better damn believe it. Damn right. Let's kick it off, man. Best of the week, Jeff. What you got? Man, my best of the week is shout out to to the first responders and the uh, MET MET workers that came and helped out my grandfather. Man, he had a little situation this week. He bounced back. He good and everything's good. But they was super cool. They was laughing and joking and everything. They had him laughing and joking. I think he was even flirting with one of the people, one of the young ladies. That's how he get down. But you know, whatever. So <laughs> shout out to them, man. They they did a great job. You know what I mean? I was worried sick, but once I got over there, it was cool. So shout out to them, man. Glad he all right for sure. So, coach, what you got? Man, I finally got a W on sneakers, man. It's been a long time coming. You put them to the sky or you wearing them? I don't know yet. I ain't made up my mind. Okay. Uh, my best of the week. I see orange, man. McDonald's heard the complaints. It's bringing back the favorite, a fan favorite at that. I see orange drink after nearly a four-year absence from soda fountains. The orange-colored beverage will be (laughs) reappearing in select U.S. restaurants this month and also available nationwide in June. So shout out to that I see orange, man. Hey, a staple. The young college student, for sure. So so my question is... Uh Uh-oh. Is that going to entice you enough to go back to McDonald's to get a high C orange and a fry? Yeah. yeah. I think I could, I think I yeah. would 100% get a high C orange and a fry. Okay. And I haven't been. McDonald's fries are fire. Don't ever disrespect the McDonald's it's, fries. Bet not. 
Yeah, it's OG Bobby Johnson for sure. Yeah. Shout out to OG Bobby Johnson too. Mm-hmm. Showing sure. up right, right. Showing up right, right. Worst of the week, coach. What you got? My worst of the week, man, is Utah School Maria Montessori School or Montessori Academy. Sorry, was allowing parents to opt out of students' Black History Month curriculum. Now you can't opt out of American History curriculum, so why would you be able to opt out of a Black History Month curriculum? Hey, classy Utah, right? Yeah, Utah. Now, ask me, I mean, it's Utah. What the hell? We, you know what I'm saying? You see the jazz games, they still yeah. calling niggas, niggas. What you got, Joe? Uh, you know what, man? I'm gonna be real, man. It's cold outside. It's just the worst of the week. Had to get up this morning trying to hit the gym. You know what I mean? I threw all my scrapers away when I moved back from Michigan. Didn't have a scraper at all. Took, took damn near 30 minutes to leave out the parking lot. Just, you know what I mean? I ain't with all that. So that's, that's, that's some horse crap. It's cold. It's too damn cold. Your damn fault. Hey. <laughs> Hey, Jeff, I hope you cover your windshield up tonight because it's going to be the same thing for the next few days, brother. Yeah, I ain't got a scraper, dog. I thought I was coming back, you know, the sound through all scrapers away through all the little heating pads I had in the car. You know, I was I was equipped. Gotcha. No man. longer equipped mm. for the wintertime driving. No longer equipped. Gotcha, bitch. Got you. Um, <laughs> my worst of the week, Nick Young, man, coming out saying Melo Ball's a top 10 point guard. He ain't even started in 10 NBA games, trolling at his finest. Crowned him. You crowned him. I can't believe you. you not 10? Well, Jeff, you hell. You trolled him. You trolled him. I just want to piss Jay off early. Yeah, I just yeah, want to piss Jay off early. Yeah, but yeah. he giving 10 run for it. Whoever 10 is, whoever y'all think 10 is, 10, 10, 10 frying him. 15's frying him. We're talking about this out here. Yeah, 19's frying him. Whoever you, nah, hell no, that's just. 19's frying him. Who is 10? Who is 10? Who's 10, right? Who's number 10 right now? We'll get to it later because we got a show to do. <laughs> so make sure you check us out on iTunes, Facebook, IG, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, Beyond Pod, YouTube, and of course, the SoundCloud page to catch up on the full archive of past episodes of FSP. How do you do that? Just search for Sport Press Podcast. When you get through doing that, make sure you check out the On Deck TV Hip Hop Podcast with Animal Brown and Spike Lou every Wednesday. Their latest issue is up. The round excuse me, the rap Mount Rushmore Florida albums episode. So they're giving you their four albums out of Florida. So y'all make sure y'all check that episode out and holler at the boys at the On Deck TV podcast. For sure. Let's move right along to the Fresher Than Your Average podcast featuring myself and my dog, Animal Brown. It's a self-help fashion podcast directly related to improving everyday fashion. Pull up on us on the IG page to check out our Would You Rocks. Also our monthly FTYA podcast and much, much more directly for the culture. Where are your kicks, man? Cop responsibly. Why are you doing that? Support the River Family page, man. It's our Patreon page. It features full sport press, on deck TV, fresher than average, and much, much more. Be on the lookout to join the family right now. Episodes are up. Support the team. Support the real. Jeff. Yes, sir. You have 10 good wrestling seconds. Oh, man, we got it. Let's start the clock. All right, man. So during the Super Bowl, you may have saw WWE future Hall of Famer John Cena and Dave Bautista in two separate Super Bowl commercials. Now, John Cena was in the Mountain Dew commercial, had a weird hairstyle. Not sure where he was going with that. Wasn't really Cena-like, but, you know, whatever. And Bautista was in the Rocket Mortgage uh, commercial with Tracy Morgan. Pretty funny. Internet took took to the Internet, did what they do on Twitter. Looks like Batista came out on the winning end on who had the best Super Bowl commercial between the two former WWE champions. And also, heavyweight champion Anthony Joshua 
says he wants to try the WWE as soon as his boxing career is over. He wants to follow in the footsteps of Muhammad Ali, who fought, uh, well, who had wrestling matches during his run as a heavyweight champion back in the 60s. So, okay, cool. And that also brought out old Shad Moss of hip hop fame and acting fame to say it's his lifelong dream. Shad Moss is Bow Wow, guys. His lifelong dream is to join the WWE. Let's stop this right now. No one wants to see that Bow Wow. No one wants to see that. We don't want. We don't want to see you do anything crazy. You got to wrestle Doink and Dink. <laughs> Look at Doink and Dink. <laughs> That's funny, Coach. I can go live. So please, as always, check out the 808s and Chess Shots podcast. Shout out to my man Neat. Each and every Thursday, we driving. Like I said, you might not like wrestling, but your auntie loves it, man. Check us out. She sure does. She sure in the hell does. Now, two questions throughout the week at Full Sport Press. Don't forget to comment and give us a thumbs up or a thumbs down on the YouTube page, on the iTunes page. Please rate and subscribe. But more importantly, don't forget to tell a friend. To tell a friend. To tell a friend. That the revolution will be podcasted. And before we get started with the first half, Coach Locke, you have a Yellow Box of Cheerios Award recipient for the listeners. Yes, the Yellow Box Award recipient is none other than Jay Homeboy, Urban Meyer. <sighs> My favorite coach of all time, man. <laughs> Newly hired Jaguars head coach Urban Meyer announced he hired Chris Doyle as his director of sports performance. Doyle was the strength coach for the Hawkeyes of Iowa for 20 years. He was put on leave after multiple former Iowa players spoke out by respective negative experiences, Doyle, including allegations of racism. At the time, he was the nation's highest paid strength coach. The 52-year-old left Iowa last summer with a $1.1 million separation agreement under tumultuous circumstances, including allegations of racism and bullying. He has continuously denied any unethical behavior based on race. Now, during his press conference, my coach, Urban Meyer stood by his decision to hire Doyle, who he's known over 25 years, and noted that the owner, Jeff Scott, Shad Khan, was involved in the process. Doyle is the only staff member to lose his job, despite multiple players saying in the report that the program's issues were not just a Chris Doyle problem, end quote. Urban, you ain't even played a game yet, fam. At least wait until year two to get your guy that's the hella racist dude in there to get the strength and conditioning going. This is not college. You have two. This is not how you start your tenure in the NFL, dog. Not with all of us playing the NFL, making up majority NFL. That's not how you want to do it. You got to win some games. Got to win some games. Got to win some big games to pull that move. This your karma, Jay. As <laughs> soon as Bobby Bowden got old and see down and started talking about Bobby Bowden stuff, you wanted to come on here and bring him up. Wow. Hi, your coach, him and his headaches. Hey, <laughs> at least Bobby didn't make it his mission to get Donald Trump back in office. I tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> he said he said he beat COVID to vote for Donald Trump. <laughs> and that's your damn coach. Give me the racist <laughs> over the racist for sure. Oh. So your racism beats my race. Okay, I got you. Yeah. I know for sure. Oh, man. We'll get Weezy to get that out to old Urban and his new digs. You guys ready to get started the first half? Let's do it. Let's get it. The first half is underway. Full sport press. 
first half, the hottest sports news of the past week, like we do each and every week here at the Full Sport Press Podcast. Before we get started, I am Jay ho It's your boy, Big Jim. It's your man, Coach Locke. Locke, where can they find you on social media, my brother? They can find me on Twitter and IG at lock underscore the underscore great. That's T-H-A. Get at me. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Jeff? I'm Jay Easley, 84, across all social media platforms. Show. And I'm Jay Hope on Instagram and Twitter. Let's talk a little bit of basketball, a little bit of football. Hell, we can even talk some wrestling. On, I'm I'm, I'm capping. <laughs> Big cap. Big cap. <laughs> Big cap. Come on. I don't, I don't even think about wrestling. <laughs> uh, let's kick the first half off with some NFL talk, man. Russell Wilson, arguably fired, shot his own team this week. Say, <laughs> when the Seahawks, seven-time Pro Bowl quarterback, claimed to be, and I quote, frustrated and getting hit too much and also expressed a desire to be more involved in personnel decisions, end quote. The 32-year-old has been sacked 394 times since coming into the league in 2012, a span where no other quarterback has been taken down more than 325 times. Will a trade happen in 2021 involving Russell Wilson? I don't think a trade happens. I think they need to have a, one of those come to come to Jesus meetings with the team. Everybody come to the table. Russ just saw what Tom Brady did. Tom Brady had say so and everything that happened in Tampa. Saw Tampa go all in for Tom Brady. Russ just wants some of the same treatment. That's all he wants. He's a Super Bowl champion too. Maybe not a six-time champion at the time. Now seven-time champion. Russ, he's a champion though. So he wants he wants some of that same treatment. If they trade him before June 1st, they'll take a $39 million cap charge versus $19 million if they pay to keep him. Now, if they trade him after June 1st, it's a $13 million cap charge in 2021 and a $26 million cap charge in 2022. They just hired Shane Waldron, who Wilson had a big voice in hiring. He just wants them to get him some help. Like you mentioned, he's tired of getting sacked all the time. At the end of the day, Russell wants to be a Seahawk, and he has a no-trade clause, and they're not going to send him to a contender so he has to say so whether he goes or whether he stays so at the end of the day russell wilson will be a seahawk the favorite is the raiders for what plus 450 next to the cowboys plus 650 so the seahawks have been trying though as of late to address that offensive line they haven't selected an offensive lineman in the first two rounds of any of the last three drafts and the front office used just one first-round pick on that position since Wilson actually came into the league a decade ago. So I think it's time to finally make a statement with some strong investments on the offensive line. You see Tom Brady got Tristan Wirfs, and the year before that, before they had when they had Jameis Winston, they drafted a, a lineman in the first round. So I think it is time for them to find a way to focus some of that attention to kind of protect him. And the last thing, the Seahawks want to do is create bitterness by ignoring your franchise players, please. Because it's been said that he has went through the right channels, speaking to the franchise saying, Hey, I need some help for the last four years. Doug Baldwin said it's happened the last four years. Nothing has happened. And now he goes and says it in the media. And it's like, we don't like the way he handled it. You're not listening to me. So in turn, I got to find another way to do it. You've got your quarterback. He's got his weapons. There's reason to be confident in that defense. You have Jamal Adams. You have Bobby Wagner. Let Russ cook, man. For my own selfish reasons, I hope he is traded. Get him out the NFC West. Please, get him out of there. They've been watching uh, FSP uh, <laughs> Mad <Madeline's. laughs> hey, hey, Jeff, you seen that? You see they hanging on my seat. 
Hey, let me let's talk about that real quick. Uh oh. They Joe. Um, now I've had the exact same team. Yeah. For the last better part of four years. Haven't traded anybody, but I got uh-huh. rid of Russell Wilson, got me a an you know a young quarterback. You did. Now I got you you see I had to blow it up. I had to blow up that team though. Did you see that? I haven't I haven't seen what you had to get. I'm mad because I lost out of my free agency. I had actually had some money to spend in the offseason, didn't get nobody. Didn't get a damn player. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, man, you know, they don't like when you know what I'm saying, and I know what that was. That's Super Bowl. That's Super Bowl. Woo. Go ahead, Lock. Let's, that's Super let's Bowl. move on. Let's, right, let, let's, let's go on. Let's go on. Now, moving from one quarterback to another quarterback, the saga continues in Dallas with Dak Prescott yet to get the deal that he is looking for. Now, if they don't reach an agreement before July 15th deadline, that means he will either play the 2021 20, season on a franchise tag of $37.7 million. Will the Cowboys give Dak a deal, or will he play on the franchise tag again this year? Go ahead and get ready. He's going to get tagged, unfortunately, um, because he didn't because the injury happened last year. They're going to franchise tag him again and approve it year. Um, it's messed up, man. Should pay that guy. He deserves it. Not going to get better than Dak unless you trade for Russell Wilson. But <laughs> other than that, pay Dak and see what you can do, man. Because you got the talent. You got the weapons there. Have a trash coach, but that's a whole other story. Yeah, coach is trash. Your team releases a hype video for the 2021 season to your season ticket holders, and you don't include Rain Dakota Prescott. It's tough, man. That's tough to do, especially coming off a serious injury. You're going to have to hit him with a double franchise tag. It's Kirk Cousins era. Like, if they don't, if they try to franchise tag him for a third year, they have to pay him $54.5 million, dog, in 2022. Cowboys have zero choice but to franchise tag him one more year. Unfortunately, because his one-year prove-it deal, he broke his ankle. So he has to have another one-year prove-it deal, and that's unfortunate. But on top of that, I mean, I would do it. $37.5 million bucks. Let's do it. Sign me up. Another one was Drew Brees. He became the first quarterback in NFL history to play under the franchise tag after the final 2005 season of the Chargers. Then he left for the Saints in free agency. Look how that turned out for Drew Brees. At the end of the day, Dak is in a win-win situation because he's going to get paid regardless. He's going to get great money, and then if they leaves, he'll have somewhere to go. He can pick where he wants to go because he'll be a free agent. So Dak is in a good situation, and I don't understand why they keep saying he needs the one-year prove-it deal. They're not the same when he's not playing. He's already proven it when he was healthy. They have the weapons. They should have gone and gave him the deal. Now they're going to pay him all this money, and they're going to lose him at the end of the year. But they got to prove it, Coach, because he's coming off a serious injury. He might not be Rain Dakota Prescott as he was from this year. So Yeah, this year makes sense to franchise him. Last year didn't. Last year didn't. Now, mind you, he got hurt, but it did not make sense to make that move. But eh, let's just keep it in the NFL, guys. The 2021 NFL Hall of Fame class has been announced. It was led by a couple of no-brainers. Peyton Manning, Charles Wilson. I think that's Coach Locke's guy, probably. Charles, he's everybody's guy, Charles Wilson. And some about-time people, like head coach Tom Flores, and uh, Tom Flores, excuse me, and Cowboys receiver Drew Pearson. And a head scratcher in Megatron. First, first ballot for Megatron. What? Sure, he should make it, Jay, but first ballot's a little bit much. Did the NFL get it right? He's Megatron for a reason. He was unstoppable with no team. He played with Stafford for a little bit, 
but he was still unstoppable. They left some people out, though. Let's just go ahead and go to Reggie Wayne. Led the NFL receiver in 2007, eighth all-time lead receiver time is retirement. And then if you want to go another wide receiver, which I would not put him in over Megatron, but he, you know, he's been waiting to get in for a while. Torrey Holt, in 11 seasons, he caught 920 passes for 13,000-plus yards, 74 touchdowns. He made the Pro Bowl seven times. He was a first-team All-Pro once. And he led the NFL receiving yards twice and had at least 1,000 yards receiving in each season for seven years in a row from 2000 to 2007. So can't argue with the people they put in, but I can't argue with some of the snubs. My only snub, man, is Zach Thomas. Wrecking machine, dog. Tackling machine. Crazy number of tackles. Key member to that Miami 90s defense. I get it. They didn't win shit. But he was a perennial pro bowler, all pro. And if Jason Taylor's there, Zach Thomas deserves to be there. And one of my biggest notes was Tony Baselli, part of the all-90s team. How you make an all-90s team, all-decade team, and not make the Hall of Fame yet? That's pretty nuts. He, he retired in 2001. He was a five-time pro bowler, three-time all-pro. That should be there. Shout out to the linemen. They're always notoriously slow on voting yeah. in my linemen. And that's, and that's, bro, that's Tony Baselli only played six years, though, bro. He's an all-decade team. I know he. he you know how cold you got to play six years to make the all-decade team. Now he only played and only he played five fewer than a hundred games though, dog. And made the all-decade team. He cold. I'm not knocking <laughs> Tony Basile. Yeah. He played in, what six years as a Pro Bowler five times. So I get that, but nah, not first ballot, bro. Not first ballot. Six but years. Can, if Megatron can do it. No, no, no. Megatron played more than six years, though. But he was, he's first battling and in, in, in his career early. Megatron had at least six more years left. At least six more years left. That's true. That's true. Tony Baselli did, too. But Megatron played, what, eight, nine? Uh, two more years? <laughs> two a lot. Two a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. 32 games. It's a lot. 32 games, yeah. It's 32 games. A lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. You not see no playoffs, so no playoff games to add to it. That's why I say 32. That's why I said 32, just 16 to 16. So you're saying you put Baselli in instead of what Megatron did. I'm and Megatron, Baselli. like an eight-time All-Pro. Megatron deserves to be there. I just, okay. I, I was just shocked that- a, If that it was one more receiver. slot, if it was one more slot, you're adding Baselli. That's I'm what you Baselli or Zach Thomas. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. Ready to start with halftime? Let's, Let's get it. We're at the midway point. Enjoy all of the halftime festivities. Halftime, in case you missed it, the Dallas Mavericks will not play the national anthem prior to home games at the American Airlines Center this season. They have not done so for their first 13 games and regular season games at this point. Now, the NBA's rule book quickly came out and required players had to stand for the anthem, although it hasn't been enforced as of late due to the Black Lives Matter movement. In the wake of that statement, the NBA reiterated its longstanding policy that all teams will play the national anthem and the Mavericks will forego the tradition. Center Willie Cauley-Stein said that he awoke Wednesday inside of the Mavericks national anthem story had gone viral and his first thoughts were he appreciated his owner, Mark Cuban. Did the NBA get this one wrong? I, I won't say they got it wrong. I just wonder when we're going to move past the damn national anthem. That's all. That's it. But I get what the Mavericks are doing, and I get what the, the NBA has to do this. They have to. You can't just – if it's a rule and the, and the Mavs are going against it, they have to 
have to come out and say something about it. Now, would they get penalized for it? Probably not. Probably not. They don't want to get penalized with it, but the NBA needs to just change the rule. Change the damn rule. Leave it up to the organization. If they want to play it, let them play it. If they don't want to play it, don't make them play it. It's not It's not going to make that difference. It's not. If they going, you go into NBA arena and the game starts without hitting the national anthem, yeah, you might say, hey, they didn't play the national anthem, but you're not going to be mad about it. Nobody's going to be mad. Well, I ain't going to say nobody. A lot of people not gonna be mad about it. It's gonna be a lot of people gonna be mad about it for sure. Some people, man. Let me rephrase that. I'm not gonna be mad about it if I don't hit a national anthem. Let's say it like that. So it just, just need to leave it up to the owners and let's go from there. Since Cap, you know, did his part, I haven't stood taking my hat off or anything for a national anthem. I don't plan on doing so as long as uh, the world is the way the world is. So, which will let me know that I'm gonna be a hundred years old sitting. Like with the national, you get your birdie on it. Oh yeah, no, eighty eight. But yeah, man. I mean, it's something. It's old rules, man. Old rules. NBA, man. Hey, man. Adam Silver, you put yourself at a trajectory where you were going to be the best own, not owner, to be the best commissioner of all time, all time. I'm talking about all time commissioner. Now, with this damn dumb ass NBA halftime Super Bowl. All-star shit. They doing a slam dunk, three-point, skills challenge. They don't give a damn. They trying to get some bread. And I know what he's doing. But, Adam, let's get back to what you were doing, man. You got to get back or you about to lose. He got to get that money. He got to get that bubble money back, man. He trying to get back. That's all. I get it. (laughs) It's all about to get back. But come on, man. Standing for nothing, man. You fall for anything, man. The owner's going to get him. The owner's going to get him. They're going to get him. What he's going to do side with the owners continuously and he's going to lose the players that he worked so hard to get for sure it's gonna bite you in the ass today son <laughs> gotcha bitch you ready to start a second half fellas <laughs> yeah let's do it the second half is underway full sport press second half the 2021 nba top seven series episode 355 we are kicking things off with the centers before we get started i am j-ho it's your boy big jeff it's your man, Coach Locke. Locke, the big man, has easily been the most dominant position since the sport's creation in 1891. Big men are back in style, man. Center's pretty deep, as usual, in the position-wise in the NBA, but it's also the most flawed. After somewhat dwindling years at the beginning of the decade, the center position seems to be making a comeback, and maybe soon we'll have another rivalry to match the great Wilt Chamberlain and Bill Russell. Now, there are many talented bigs playing right now, but these are the best of the bunch, man. Hey, we could not do an NBA season without doing our top seven series. We found a way to do it. We are here with this episode 355 to get it done. This list is strictly related to their 2021 stats and performance after 25 games and who has the best chance of maintaining their great play throughout the rest of the current NBA season. Without further ado, Coach Lott, give out the top seven list from 2019-2020, sir. That list involves, at seven, LaMarcus Aldridge. Six, Andre Drummond. Five, Nikola Vucevic. Four, Carl Anthony Towns, also known as Big Cat. Three, Rudy Gobert. Two, Nikola Jokic. And one, Joel Embiid. Ooh, ooh, ooh. We appreciate everybody that turned in a list. Short notice. We have a full list to do power forwards. We're here with the centers. 
without further ado, man, let's do the honorable mentions. We'll start off with the person who got the most votes, Christian Wood, averaging 22 and 10 right now. I'm going to give Animal Brown some credit on this kid. He was like, man, I'm, the best thing that happened to the Detroit Pistons is that Christian Wood would not be able to play the rest of the season because of the bubble. They weren't invited. And he was saying, man, you know, the main thing is we can bring him back. Nobody knows how good he is. Well, the Houston Rockets knew. And he has been fucking cooking for them. Now, he's injured right now. He had a really tough ankle sprain. Dude, he got top eight as far as the all-star game votes in the forward position in the West, man. So, I don't know, fellas. He was on my list. He was definitely on my list. He was definitely on my list. Looking <laughs> <laughs> down there. Damn, Damn listeners. Looking down there. Hey man, they doing great. Here's the thing though, he's doing really good individually, but I don't think he's been able to move the needle in terms of wins and losses for his team, which happens a lot in this top seven. He just needed some time to gel with that new team to get True. some wins, you know. Lay young, you know, they got John Wald out there now, you know. They got rid of Harden. They got rid of the coaches. Everything. So it's just new for them. It's all new. They just need time to put it together and learn each other. That's all. He'll be all right just as long as he can bounce back from the injury, which he should because it's just an ankle sprain. You yeah. know it's bad, but he should bounce back. It's between him and Jeremy Grant for most improved player, man. So rooting for Christian Wood, man. I like to see that, especially with his girl leaving him after she didn't get drafted. Now signed a forty-one million dollar contract. How about that, bitch? Damn oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to number two, man. DeAndre Ayton, averaging 14 and 12 right now. I thought it was going to be a bigger year for DA. Not even going to front. You bring in CP, pick and roll is going to be crazy. They're still working to learn each other. But um, DA just, he Luther Curl. It's just not there yet. Not there yet. I disagree, man. He made my list. They started slow in Phoenix as a whole. The book started slow. CP was cooked. I mean, but he had to find out how he wanted to run the offense. They got to figure out the ball distribution pause for the team. But now, after those first 12 to 14 games, now he's 22 and 10 Whoa. in the past 12 games for DeAndre Ayton. So as the season's progressing, he started to show what it's going to be. So I think DeAndre Ayton should have made this list. But, hey, you damn listeners. Yeah, he, he barely missed my list, and it's just because of the slow start, like you mentioned, Jeff. That's the only reason, because anytime you have a big like him playing with CP3, it's going to turn out well. He sleeps well at night knowing CP3 has the ball in his hand and he's running the show. I damn sure know I would if I was DeAndre Ayton. So look for DeAndre Ayton to probably make this list next year. For sure, man. If he can extend that range a little bit, reliable outside shooter like Joel Embiid is, Man, top 10 list would be closer to the top five for sure. And last but not least, the person that I had at number seven on my list is Jonas Valanciunas, 14 and 12. He's been a reliable veteran presence for that Memphis Grizzlies team since John went down with his ankle injury. Jaron Jackson hasn't played basically the entire year. He has that toughness to a young Grizzlies team. Wiley veteran compliments Jaron Jackson when he's actually out there as well, man. So I have JV. Um, I had him on my list at seven, but he's honorable mention. Yeah, he on your own with that one, buddy. But, you know, solid solid player for the Memphis Grizzlies, but, nah, he, he ain't sniffing honorable mention on my list. Yeah, he didn't make my list either. Um, I just – you just got to do a little more, you know, get a little more time. 
because I just I couldn't put him against above the people I had in front of, which we will discuss later on for our own list. But he's solid though, like like you mentioned in production, he did he did help the Grizzlies out when Jai went down, but not enough to put him on a seven. He they ten and ten. The reason that they were even close to 500 when Ja wasn't there is because of JV and my guy, Cal Anderson. Nobody's talking about how good slow-mo is cooking right now. He had 27 and six last night. Is he cooking or he's just playing you, better? You put up 27 in the NBA game, you're playing very well right now. He, bro, he averaging 15 this year. Let me look. So that's cooking? Man, come on, man. You said it, not me. Oh, come on. <laughs> you said it, not me. Come on, man. You said it, not me. You said he cooking. My boy averaging 14 and 6 right now. You mean to tell me you don't think he cooking? No. That's solid. That's not cooking. He's playing He's playing good. That's what that is. He's playing good. Can we get to the list? Let's do it. Can we get to the list? Let's do it. Well, let's get to the list then. At number seven on the 2021 NBA Top 7 Series, starting with the centers, we have Andre Drummond. At seven, 17 points a game, 14 rebounds, 53% from the field. Let's talk about it, Jeff. I'm not I'm not mad at it. Um, he's gonna get traded to someone else, I, I think eventually. And they're gonna have a they're gonna have a gym because people forgot about him after Detroit. And he's found his game, he's gotten a little better shape, and he's and he's and he's attacking the rim like like he always has. You know, he's gonna get you a rebound, he's gonna get you an easy put back. I like it, man. Traditional centers, bring him back. Yeah, hopefully he can get to a team that's in the mix, that's contending right now because he hasn't been able to do that. In Detroit, they never were able to get it going to be a contender. They've sent him to Cleveland. Cleveland is rebuilding with the young boys, Darius Garland and Kyle Sexton. So like you mentioned, he's going to be out of there. So hopefully he can go to a team that's contending because at the end of the day, he's still one of the best rebounders in the league. He'll go down and probably finish his career top three rebounding ever. Meantime, you finish something ever, dog. That's nuts. Andre Drummond, man, that trade when he left Detroit and went to Cleveland, it surprised a lot of people because they were in the process of rebuilding. They had Double T, Kevin Love, of course. And I've never been a fan of Andre Drummond, per se. I don't think his game, like Jeff mentioned, translates well into today's NBA. 30 years ago, he would have been a perennial all-star, elite center, Hall of Famer. He can score in the paint, rebound with the best of them. There's just too many weaknesses in this offensive game. And for that price tag, I probably have any other center on this list rather than Andre Drummond. And he's going to be in that bio market. And I say he'll end up going to the Nets for sure. But Andre Drummond, man, coming in at seven, I get it, 17 and 14. I just don't think he affects winning enough for me to be in my top seven. Not in my top seven. Just doesn't affect him winning as much as I want him to. You think he's going to the Knicks this year? Yeah, I think he's going to the Knicks because they're going to buy him out, pay the rest of his twenty million bucks. He'll go there for free, and hey, so the- they're going to be like the Lakers with Javale McGee and Dwight Howard last year, but they're going to have DeAndre Jordan and Drum- you know Drummond's going to start, and it's going to be crazy, dog. I'm telling you, he can't defend yeah. worth shit, but he's going to be out there grabbing every rebound, throwing lobs. He's going to dunk shit. Still young, he ain't even 30 yet. It's true. Let's move right along to number six. We have Carl Anthony Towns, 21 and 12 this year. Only played in five games, but it's been a lot with Cat, man. Let's talk about it, Joe. 
I'm going to I'm going to choose my words very very strategically here because as a person, everything that Carl Anthony Towns has had to endure in the past 365 days, I wouldn't wish that on anybody. You know what I mean? So with that being said, I get it. Talent-wise, he's top five talent-wise. Maybe even top three to four talent-wise. But for a top seven list, I wouldn't have had him here simply because he's only played five games. That's it. We haven't seen enough. And I'm not sure when he's going to be able to come back. So this is this is a head scratcher for me. I get it. Talent wise, he should be, you know, above who's ever coming after him. But strictly off the numbers right now, I would not have had him right here. Y'all must have forgot, man. That's what Cat need to come out to every game. He's already back playing 21 and 12 in this short time, and he still can play. He's made the fifth most three-pointers among centers all time this early in his career. When it's all said and done, he will probably be number one amongst centers. The kid can still flat out play. And the only reason he's this low on the list is because he hadn't been playing. If he hadn't been going through everything you mentioned, Jeff, and been playing, he would probably be top three, top four on this list. I love Cat, man. I just have issues, like Jeff mentioned, kind of with attitude, effort on the defensive end. Offensively, top three. It's not even close. No holes in this game on the offensive end of the ball. Up until last season, he was a very available player. This year, a lot going on. I'm praying for him. Hope things. God speed to that kid mentally, physically, for sure. But his weaknesses are on the defensive end, just energy and effort. And he just doesn't affect winning in Minnesota at all, man. They can only go as far as he's willing to take them. We got to see more out of him. Just going into his sixth season, probably fair to say that he'll be you know, higher on this list. I just can't see him staying there too much longer, man. Too many bad memories in Minnesota. I think he needs a fresh start, and I think he'll get that at the end of this year for sure. Let's move on to number five, Nikola Vucevic, man. Averaging 23 and 10 right now. Let's talk about it a lot. What you think about Vuce? Vucevic is the hidden center because we don't see Orlando a lot on TV, but he can flat out play. He just – he can score – he plays, going to get all the boards. He's going to get your assists. He can step out, hit the mid-range. He can just flat out play. It's just nobody knows because nobody pays attention to Orlando because they're not winning any games right now. So once they get their team together and they start winning some games, the rest of the world will see what we know about Nikola Vucevic. Um, there's a guy on this list that's going to be probably going to be a little bit higher, and he's that guy. He's just a, he's just that what is it great value version of that guy? That's what Vuce is, and we made that joke last year, and it still remains the same. He does everything that Jokic can do. It's just not on a winning team. So, like Kralak said, we don't see it all the time. So, I, I'm okay, Jay, but I'm serious. Like it, he he may not pass as well as Jokic. He may not pass as well as him, but he can find the open guy. He can find the open guy, and he can make the open shot. He's gonna get you the rebound. He does. He feels a stat sheet. He just does, man. I love to see him play basketball. Now, Vuce is cold, man. Quietly, he was excellent until they lost faults. When they lost faults, shit went down the shitter. He was the second option on that team. Fultz was number one, and things went down. Then it went even worse when you lose AG. So just one of those few centers in the NBA that legitimately does everything well, like Jeff mentioned. I'd love to see him get out of Orlando. Team has struggled to find success since he's been there. He can help a for real playoff team just scores so many different ways just not when I say great value Nikola Jokic he is great value because he can hoop dog 
averaging 23 right now, man. And just to see the way that he plays on bad teams, I just wonder how it'll look when he's playing playoff basketball. I want to see him in playoff basketball for sure. Let's move on to number four. We have Bam Adebayo. This season is averaging 20 and nine right now, five assists. Let's talk about it, Jeff. What you think about Bam? I mean, Miami, they had to come down. You know, they over, super overachieved last year. So as a team, they had to come down. They're, they're fighting a lot of injuries right now. They're fighting a lot of COVID cases. Well, some COVID cases, I'd say not a lot. Um, Bam has been the one constant. Like, he's there. He's putting up numbers. I mean, his offensive game leaves a little bit to wish for. But it's, come, it's coming along. It's coming along. He's not better than Vuce. I don't understand how he's ahead of Vuce. I still don't get that. I don't get that. But, you know, our listeners. People forget why Bam was a top prospect going into Kentucky. He got lost at Kentucky because he was on the team with a lot of other great players, and he didn't score a lot. So coming into the league, people didn't know that Bam could score. Well, he showed people in a bubble. You put Bam out there and put the ball on in his hands at the elbow, he can go one-on-one. That's what separates him between Vucevic. Vucevic can't do that from the outside like that. You put Vucevic on the back to the basket, yeah, he going to go get you a bucket like that. But Bam, you can extend him out and let him work, and he'll still go get you a bucket. I like Bam. He can play defense. He can play offense. He'll still be on this top seven list next year. Maybe not where he is now, but I still think he'll make it. The difference between Bam Adebayo and Nikola Vucevic is defense. The Heat dealt with a lot of injuries to key players, from Jimmy Butler all the way down to uh, Harrow. And they're performing way beneath the level. But Bam is still averaging 20 and 9. You acting like you're averaging 15 and 6, Jeff. The boys, the boy is still cooking. It's continued to improve for that franchise. Top five center in the entire NBA. If he continues to develop at this rate, it won't be long before he's one of the best players in the entire league. He's a clear playmaker from the center position, and it's important. We've seen teams allow their centers to be the focal point of offense and the ball runs through them. If he can find out a way to cut down on turnovers, figure out a little bit more. I just need a mid-range jump shot from Bam. We can get that, man. Sky's the limit. They need one more score on that team because Jimmy ain't it. We need one more reliable score, and I think we'll be at the point guard position for sure. Let's move on to number three. The mysterious one, Rudy Gobert, averaging 13 and 14 this year. Lot, what you think about Rudy at three? Rudy Gobert is the prime example of if he had some offense, that he would be the number one center in the league. Because he's going to play defense. He's going to block shots. He's going to rebound. He's going to run the floor. The problem is you can't rely on giving him the ball on the post. They relying on Donovan Mitchell to score so much because when they the jump shot's not falling, they can't just give the ball down to Gobert to go get a bucket. It has to be off a lob or transition. If he doesn't get it like that, he's not going to score. Yes, he's going to defend. He's going to block shots. He's going to rebound. But I need Gobert to continue to improve his offense and be able to go one-on-one a little bit on the block. I think playoff time. Because you can scheme against what Gobert does, it doesn't work as well in the seven game series. Because you can you can find a way around that. So I like it, defensive player of the year nominee. Whenever he wants to be, I get it. And we and on the FSP, we value defense higher than everything else. So I I get it. I do get it. He ain't this damn high on my list. Tell that right now. But 
I get it. I understand. Hey Jeff, you've been throwing a lot of shots, man. I got you got about one more of them, dog. You got about one more of them. Ain't throwing a shot yet. Hey man, them shots, dog. Throwing shots, you damn lied. We, we value FSP. We value defense. You damn, we do. I mean, shit. You hey. gotta quantify something. It's offense and defense. Shit, what the hell? What else? He's, you and that's and that's the only thing that gets him on this list. Because if he if he didn't have the defensive prowess, he would be a top twelve center tops. Because he ain't scoring twenty. He's getting you a couple of lives, a couple of putbacks, ten to twelve rebounds. He's Andre Drummond. Not even as cool. Jeff, Dude, he, he, did, he did save the world last year, though. So I give him that much. He wasn't that high on my list either, Jeff. So you're not by yourself on that one. We're here for the people, man. After pinning the best contract and the biggest contract in NBA history for a center, Rudy, you see, you know, he got a lot of backlash, y'all. People assume, like Jeff mentioned, he's overpaid, but the Jazz have the best record in the entire NBA. He's 28 years old. He's arguably no player affects his team's defensive ability as much as Rudy Gobert. He's the anchor of that defense. And although he may not be gifted offensively 100%, he's not. His defense makes up for everything that he does on offense. It's not like he's only averaging five points a game like Tyson Chandler was doing at the time. He's still averaging 13 a game. Best rim protector in the entire NBA today. I think he'll win defensive player of the year this year. Just been magnificent this year, man. And I don't see it coming down any further, for sure. I can't believe y'all hating on Rudy like that, man. We're not hating on Rudy like that. I just didn't have him that high on my list. That's all. Yeah. The record, the best record in the entire NBA? And you have a lot to do with the defense? Yeah, Donovan Mitchell had a lot to do with the rest of it. Yeah, no, for sure. Let's see what he had on that shooting guard list. <laughs> Come on, man. I mean, it's a harder list. Let's not just add yeah, that's that. he, he don't deserve to be top five. Let's just let's just let's not just act like the center is the go-to position in the NBA. I mean, yeah, no, we we're not gonna skip ahead, but saying he's not top five just off the top of your head like that is ooh, ooh. Hey man, it's all, he ain't never like Spider No Way. Hey true. man, that's true. That's true. Empty. Hey, anyway, no, I'm with you. I said it first. I said it too. Like he does have a lot of empty stats. I'm with it. But all this right. year, look, like it's coming together for him this year. You got him top five. I, I'm not going to commit to that off the top of my head. Save it. Yeah, we got to save it. I'm not committing that off the top of my head. That's save that position. Yeah, we got a couple oh. of weeks for them. Let's move on to number two. We have Nikola Jokic, the Joker. He's averaging 25, 11, and 9, y'all. Coach Lott, kick it off with Jokic. What can you say about Jokic, man? The kid flat out can play. Whatever you needed to do, he going to do it. He's not going to guard nobody. Not going to do that. But everything else... He's going to do it, shoot it, pass it, score. He can go. They'll bounce back. Jamal Murray, him, they'll get together. And when it's all said and done, they'll be around that top four, top five in the Western Conference Finals. But Jokic can just flat out play. And if it makes you feel any better, listeners, I had him number one on my list. I had Jokic number two. This is where he's supposed to be. Um, great center, great player. They are underperforming right now. Jamal Murray's got to find – his inner Jamal Murray because it's not it hasn't turned around yet. He's got to he's got to find his inner Jamal Murray. I don't know what's going on, Jay. I'm not listening to you right now. So, but when it comes to Jokic, everything you need to be done on the court, he's going to get your ball. He's going to set up the pick. He's going to run the pick and pop. He's going to be what I used to call uh, Yokim Noah, the point center. But Noah walked so Jokic could run as the point center. That's what I want to say. Yeah, he stuck the landing, my brother. Nikola Jokic has been an absolute tear this season, y'all. 
And Jamal Murray ain't helped his ass. And that's Coach Lock Boy. That motherfucker ain't came through to help this man. This man needs some help. That shit was all bubble. Hey, he was all bubble MVP, all bubble team. He ain't do shit since the bubble. Since he left the bubble, the bubble burst on Jamal Murray ass. He left Adidas, went to New Balance, and the bubble burst. Anyway, let's get back to Jokic. What are the hardest working players in the entire NBA? What he lacks in athleticism, <laughs> he makes footboard and talent, Jeff. The Nuggets chose to kind of build around him and not Murray. It made sense just because of his scoring and passing abilities. And they made the right choice. I think he's maybe two, maybe three for MVP right now. If he had an actual Robin with him by the name of Jamal Murray, these guys would be two, three seed. Then seven because Jamal Murray wants to film porn on his phone and put it out on the damn internet accidentally. That's his damn problem. I just think his ability to make difficult shots, man, in the clutch moments of the game, it convinced me this year, man. I'm a believer in the Joker, man, for sure. He's got to find a way to get Jamal Murray to show up to the damn party. Hey, man, let's just not act like Jamal Murray is just terrible. This year. He's averaging 18-4-4. He's averaging Need the more than that. The motherfucker averaged 30 in the bubble, coach. You're right. You're right, he did. How, how many did Devin Book average in the bubble? How many average in there? He's 25. Okay, so that's five below, right? 12 below 18 and 30? That's 12. I'm just saying. Just saying. You know he had his CP, right? He did. Yeah. He did. He did. He had his CP. CP and ain't scoring like that. Full season. CP ain't scoring like that, man. He averaged 18. You know what his point guards averaging last year? Nothing. Come on, man. Just say it, man. Hey, don't, don't you making it say hey, what you doing? What I ain't gonna let you do is sit here and save him. Now, <laughs> Bay, and I know it's the Beige Brotherhood. I know it's the, <laughs> hey Joe, it's the Beige Brotherhood. <laughs> He's saving the Beige Brotherhood. But listen, you damn lie. He's you know he letting you down. You ain't talking about it. He letting your ass down. I know it. Let's move right along to the number one center. FSP is listening. His name is Joel the Process and Beat, man. Averaging 27-11 right now. Jeff, man, let's kick it off. Let's talk JoJo. I was one year too early. I said he was going to be the finalist for defensive player of the year. He's going to be MVP last year. I called it one year too early. But it, the process is being fulfilled in front of all of our eyes. He's doing it all. He's playing on both sides of the ball. He's playing defense. He's playing defense. He's always been playing offense. He's leading his team. He's not doing his social media antics as much. Thank goodness. It's funny. I know. I love it too. But he's focusing on his game, and there's not a flaw in Joel Embiid's game. Not one. There's one flaw in his game. Can he stay healthy? Well, okay. Can he stay healthy? Okay. That's the the (laughs) chink in his armor. And that is the only reason I had him at two. If he can prove to me that he can play this entire year and only miss a few games because he just wants to rest like the rest of the people do, then go crown him. But I need to see him finish this year and play all these games. Because every year, he's going like that. He's playing at that, that MVP level, and then he gets hurt. He misses 15, 20 games, 25 games, and it kind of hurts him. But right now, He's on the path, and this is what they did and made the process for to see Joel Embiid do what he's doing now. Best thing to happen to Joel Embiid is Glenn Doc Rivers, my favorite coach in the entire NBA. Embiid is one of the most gifted centers we've seen on both ends of the floor since Hakeem Olajuwon. Joel Embiid is the best center in the entire NBA, y'all. 
I, and it all had to do with getting the right coach. The right coach brought it out of him. We have the best of Joel, M- Joel Embiid. It's because of Glenn Doc Rivers, man. And we got to realize, Joel Embiid is only 26 years old, y'all. And he's playing defense. And he's going to go get you damn near 30 every night. If it wasn't for LeBron James, this is your MVP. And I, and, I, and I think because of LeBron fatigue, if he keeps this up, he might just because of LeBron fatigue. LeBron should win it almost every year. He should LeBron's going to get they got they, they love LeBron right now. AD's playing with a herd Achilles. Listen, this is LeBron's to lose. JoJo shooting 40 from three. And you know what else is helping? Doc Rivers has also unlocked Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris. <laughs> And he does it every year that they play together. Listen, man, it helps when you have somebody that can come along and get you a bucket. That's what's hurting Jokic. Jamal Murray, well, yeah. Ben Simmons, you don't have to, you know what Ben Simmons is gonna give you, 15, 10, seven, eight assists. But you need that third score, and that third score is Tobias Harris, dog. Hey, man, JoJo number one, it ain't even close. It's the defense, though. It's the defense. I was one year too early. Jeff, I don't remember that. I ain't want to say, you know what I'm saying? No, no, for real. When we, when we did our NBA predictions preseason uh, prediction last year, I said Joel was going to be the kind of had the Sixers winning the chip. I had Sixers versus Lakers in the chip last year, in preseason. Hey, I mean, yeah. I had the Sixers too, but we, we both believed in the process. For yeah. sure. <laughs> so let's go through the list. Number one, Joel Embiid. Number two, Nikola Jokic. Number three, Rudy Gobert. Number four, Bam Adebayo. Five, Nikola Vucevic. Six, Carl Anthony Towns, and number seven, Andre Drummond. Let's do some predictions, fellas. Who makes this list next year that's not on the list? I'll I throw, I throw the curveball curve ball out there. If he keeps this up, he gets his shape, and he stays healthy, Boogie Cousins makes this list next year. Mm, I like that, Jeff. Boogie, Christian Woods, he's going to make the list. If he, if he can get back healthy, he'll make this list. I got DeAndre Aiden. He's playing with the point guard. And the best two guard in the entire NBA only can help you shine. So, yeah, DeAndre Aiden, he'll be top five. Should have been on there this year. I think it was premature. I think it's premature. So, you saying it right now, Devin Book is better than Bradley Beal. Hey, we, we got two weeks to kind of figure that out, don't we, coach? We, we, we got hey, two weeks. We damn sure do. I'm, if I'm starting the team that. tomorrow, though. Let's wait. I'm just happy I get to be a spectator this season for the top seven. I ain't got to get my pressure up for this shit. And I'm happy about it. I tell you what. I tell you what, ain't no question. No, I ain't going to get off into that. Man, we appreciate everybody that sent in the list. Please continue to send in those lists. Next week is the Power Forwards top seven for the first 25 games going into the rest of the season. We're going to go. You know, there's five positions. There's a center. There's a power forward. There's a small forward, a shooting guard, and a point guard. So get ready for those lists. Send them in. It's always a little spicy. And Locke tried to you, – you hear Locke trying to help out Jamal Murray. He ought to be ashamed. Man, man, you ain't so. never – you always hate on Jamal Murray, man. You no, could, no. Yeah. never had a problem with Jamal Murray. If you want to crown his ass, then crown him. But he ain't did nothing. The oh, nigga man. ain't done nothing. Come on. Oh, no, we got to go. Come on, man. Come on, man. We got to go. He's always go too far. Got to take it too damn far. I'm saying, I mean, what he done? It went to the Western Conference Finals. 
Yeah. And then fell asleep. Sure fell asleep, didn't he? Hey, man. Hey, man. Like, I tell you what, man. You 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 crowning Devin Booker. What has he done? He had. Oh, no. Has he, he ever had Nikola Jokic on his team? Shit. Hey, he has the point guard on his team right now. They've been playing for 28 games, coach. What he do? <laughs> so, this is the questions throughout the week at Full Sport Press. Don't forget to comment, give us a thumbs up, or a thumbs down on the YouTube page, on the iTunes page. Please rate and subscribe. But more importantly, don't forget to tell a friend. To tell a friend. To tell a friend. Coach Lot. Get a drummer song. Jeff. Camera's always on, brother. Damn right it is. The revolution will be podcasted. We are out. Life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. Thank you for listening to the Full Sport Press Podcast. To catch up on prior episodes, visit the SoundCloud page. And don't forget to tell a friend to tell a friend. The revolution will be podcasted.